your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. Now then, 8.18. Following the death of farmer Piknam Gee here, who was struck by a police-fired water cannon last November, there has been an intensifying debate over what is the appropriate level of police force to handle suspected criminals, protesters, whatever the case may be. And the United States, we may learn a fair bit from in this respect, because, of course, the US, with its series of... Uh, police shootings of suspects, but also um, generally uh, its attitude towards gun crimes and to gun possession has gone through uh, an intense debate of its own in this regard. And we can now bring in Peter Moskos, former Baltimore City police officer and associate professor of law and political, uh, sorry, police science at John Jay College of Criminal Justice at the City University of New York. That's quite a long title there, but... Um, a mouthful. It, yeah, but it's your experience as a police officer I suspect and now stepping aside as an academic that hopefully will shed a fair bit of light on this subject for us. Thank you very much for speaking with us. It's a pleasure to be on. I mean we have seen a series of very high profile cases in the United States where suspects, often black male suspects, have been shot dead by police. Um, it's a highly emotive subject. It's not a subject that I suspect you're going to be able to wrap up to the satisfaction of all listeners in one interview. But from a police perspective, what is your view on appropriate police force in a case where you have a potentially armed suspect? I mean, the lethal, if we're talking about lethal force, about shooting somebody, there has to be an imminent threat to the police officer or someone else. And, of course, if someone is holding a gun, um, it, it puts cops in a very tough situation because it takes but a split second to raise that gun and fire it. Um, and and the idea is that it's easier to act than react, so by the time you realize what's happening, it's it's too late. Um, and, and you don't want to roll the dice with a bullet coming at you, just hoping that the guy has bad aim. Um, but, on the other hand, it is a country with a lot of guns, so the mere sign of a gun isn't a problem, but it depends on whether it's in the hands of a criminal, whether the gun is holstered or uh, in someone's pocket or, more dangerously, in someone's hand. But um, you don't want someone holding a gun when you're talking to them. Um, there is this racial element, though, isn't there? This, uh, this accusation that certain minorities would be um, affected more than others. In certain neighborhoods, of course, being black would not be a minority status. But nevertheless, what's your view on that? Well, I mean, race is always a tricky and, and sensitive subject in America. Um, there are many racial disparities uh, related to income and education and, and violent crime as well. Um, the, there is a belief that's a false belief that cops, well, among some people, that cops are only shooting uh, black and Hispanic men, and that's just not true. Um, Cops shoot a lot of white people as well. Uh, they tend not to become known because there's no racial element, so they, they, don't, they don't really make the news as much. Um, it, you can't say what the correct percentage of racial breakdown of shooting is, but if you look at factors like interactions with police, like arrests, um, like 
uh, racial disparities in homicide and, and also among those who uh, kill police officers. If you take those into account, the, the rate at which cops are shooting uh, blacks as opposed to whites does not seem disproportionately high, even though it's more likely. But again, to some extent, police uh, reflect police actions reflect other racial disparities we have in America. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I think all the um, shootings are necessary, but I'm afraid if we focus exclusively on race, we're going to miss opportunities on how to reduce these shootings because because there are huge regional differences in America um, among. I'm talking about police use of lethal force. Yes, I mean, we're not uh, primarily aiming today to talk about what is a very uh, strong issue, of course, and and certainly is worthy of our attention. We have before covered it on the show, and I'm sure we will again. The the question of of um, of racial disparity, but but as far as police force is concerned, I mean, the the recent incident um, where uh, a suspect was believed by family members to be holding a book and by police to be holding a gun. And, and, you know, you said before that it all depends on the level of threat. Well, he was holding a gun, which is a pretty important... Uh, yeah, but... I mean, the family was not telling the truth. Um, yeah. And that's a, if you're a cop on the scene, that, that's a pretty important distinction. I- indeed. So, so are you convinced in your own mind, then, that the police on the scene were very, very clear that he was holding a gun? He had a gun. I, I can't see whether he was... At, I don't know. whether well, they're shouting, drop the gun, so I do believe... But you couldn't see that. Uh, I don't think they were saying drop the gun if he wasn't holding a gun, but no. he clearly had a gun. He had a holster, and he, and he had been convicted of, of using a gun before, so he wasn't foreign to the world of guns. Uh, more worrisome in that video is I find the wife saying, um, you know, don't do it, don't do it. Well, what what is she talking about? And I believe she's talking about shooting. Yeah. Uh, but who knows? But, I mean, the guy had a gun, and he wouldn't drop it. Um Beyond that, it's hard to tell. But again, if you're dealing with cops shooting people with with guns who don't comply, um, I'm pretty sympathetic to police officers in those cases. Yeah, I mean, because there have been the horror cases the other way around, where police have ended up losing their lives. And you know, some would say, uh, who aren't sympathetic to the police, well, you know, look at all the criminals who've lost their lives. But of course, these are police officers who are doing this as a profession. They're not hopefully criminals in the first place, right? So, I mean, the, the thing is... I hope so. How much sympathy should we automatically have for the police? Uh, for, I mean, here in Korea, just to place this in context, uh, last November we had police barricades, we had thousands of police officers attempting to contain thousands more protesters, and they used um, high-powered water cannons at short range, and one man ended up in a coma. Uh, and... You know, that obviously dampened sympathy towards police. Yeah, I mean, there's no safe use of force. I mean, there's safer use of force. Um, but at some point, if, yeah, if you're blasting someone with a water cannon or firing rubber bullets into a crowd, I mean, there is, you know, they're called less lethal weaponry because they can kill. Um, you know, water cannons are not used in America because of our history, um, specifically the civil rights struggle in the 60s that Americans um, associate water cannons with Bulldog Connor and, and racist white cops um, hosing down peaceful protesters in the civil rights movement. So uh, that is a tool generally not at the disposal of um, American police because of its optics, but certainly the rest of the world um, is pretty quick to go to water cannons and, and crowd dispersal situations. And to be honest, what really dampens my own sympathy for the police is their demand now for an autopsy to establish the cause of death of this protester, who, again, 
yeah, sorry, sorry, was knocked into a coma on the day that he was fired I by this water cannon. His head hit the ground. I'm no medical expert, but I'm, I'm, my good money is on head on concrete. Yeah, well, indeed. But, you know, if months later you die as a result of some other bodily failure as a result of being in a coma in for a several coma. months, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of like, it seems madness to me. But nevertheless, um, the, the point yeah, that well, I'm I mean, asking... I and I don't know what the political situation, I, I, but I bet you there's some, you know, I think there's a greater, I, I, can, I assume well, there's some greater political thing well, at play here as well, right? You're absolutely right. There's a political situation. And in the United States, there's a political situation. Everybody is rushing almost automatically to presume that that suspect I just referred to before was holding a book and that the police got it wrong, you know, no matter what the video says about drop the gun. And here as well, there's this political divide. As, as, as a legal expert as well, people also seem to be covering their backs, don't they? Yeah, I mean, that's par for the course, right? I mean, and that's, I mean, he, yes, they, people always try to cover their backs, so you have to assume they're going to do that. Um, but I mean, the such... If you there, in America, we now seem to be much more disputing the basic facts of cases. Where it used to be, why did police shoot that poor innocent kid? Now it's why did police have to shoot that man with a gun? Um, and that's a place that, <clears throat> from a former cop's perspective, I'm very pessimistic about because I don't know um, what cops are supposed to do. And the protest is just about police rather than a, a separate political movement that police are involved in. But it, at some point, it just comes down to the very fundamental question of, you know, do we want police in society? And I think the answer is, is going to be yes, but but that seems to be uh, being debated right now, and that's, that's, that's something we haven't really had in America in, in, you know, 40, 45 years. Well, thank you very much for joining us on the line today and, and, and sharing your own thoughts. Um, as I said before, as a former police officer, as a, an expert now at City University of, of New York in criminal justice, it's a pleasure having you on the line. Well, it's good to talk to you. Professor Peter Moskos there. And yeah, I know some people, I've seen it on social media, have so much animosity towards the police right now. Maybe we can address some of those concerns. Maybe you'd also like to address some of the concerns about the police actions here in Korea as well. But I would also say, knowing police officers personally as I do, that, that there are a number of them who are extremely brave and do things that I'm not sure I would personally be prepared to do. Pound a sharp, 1013 for 51 per message.